Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center. I have a word. God began to speak a word to me back in August, and it was right before, uh, right around the time of the women's conference. And the pastor was speaking, and in his message, or before he began to really get into his message, he mentioned something about honor, and he said that there is a, a lack of honor in, in the world today. Yeah. And when he said that, God began to speak to me. Uh, I, I can't even really say that I remember which message pastor was preaching, because when, when pastor spoke, the Holy Ghost began to speak to me. And so I can't even remember which message it was. But that's how it is. Uh, when you come to the house of God and, and you're hungry to receive from the man of God, you don't need the whole message. Not necessarily. God wants to speak something specifically to you. And God is speaking in the announcements if you come ready. Come on now. And so... God's uh, pastor had said that there was a lack of honor in the world, and then the Holy Ghost began to speak to me. And so today I want to teach a little something uh, about being crowned with honor. Crowned with honor. Now, when God began to speak this word, I immediately <laughs> began to walk through this process of honor. Okay, he began to deal with me first. And so, uh, and my wife knows, I I told her every step of the way as God was dealing with me, uh, I I was letting her in on it. And I did not know that I was gonna be speaking the Sunday before Pastor's Appreciation Sunday. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that until about two or three weeks ago. And so God had already begun to prepare me for this, okay? And so I want, I want to teach it, and I'm glad that our, 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 this is what I love about Bethel is that we are students of the word, amen. So I know you have, you have your pen and paper ready, amen, amen. So if you would turn to Psalm 8, uh, Verses three through five. Crowned with honor. Psalm eight, three through five. And, and, it, and it reads this, reads as follows. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visiteth him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and with honor. Amen. Father, we give you thanks again for your presence. And we thank you for your word, God. And we, Lord, we pray that your word gets embedded deep in the resources of our hearts today, God. Give us an ear to hear, Lord, and let your word change us today. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Crowned with honor. Now, Psalm 8 paints this beautiful picture, really, of humanity. That humanity has been crowned with glory and with honor. When you speak of crown, it speaks of royalty. That's royal because kings are crowned. Queens wear crowns. And it says here that humanity has been crowned. It's a picture of royalty, glory, and honor. And it's also a picture of God because God is of God of glory 
and honor. And he created man in his image and in his likeness. And I believe that this is what the devil was after in the garden. I've heard many messages about the devil, the enemy stealing or, or taking from Adam the glory. Or you can even say that Adam gave up the glory. But I haven't heard uh, a lot of messages about the honor that was stolen. Now Psalms 8, it, it creates this, this bit of disparity in regard with, uh, of humanity being crowned with honor. Because when we see the news today, when we see our own relationships and what we see oftentimes even in the church we don't see a lot of glory and honor we see a lot of human degradation we see a lot of human disgrace we see a lot of human dishonor yet God commands us to honor and this is what I want to deal with today, being crowned with honor. Now, Romans 13 and 7 says this, render therefore to some people, is that what it says? Render therefore to most it says, render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. And honor to whom honor. If you turn to 1 Peter 2 and 17, just to back that verse up. It says, honor all men. That means sisters too. <laughs> Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Now, I was thinking about the fact that we have to learn to take compliments and criticism with the same grace. You can't overvalue compliments. And you can't overvalue criticism because all of that is really subjective if I'm all right with you at the moment then you're good but if you tick me off <laughs> he said render therefore to all a lot of times we're not fair enough to give people what is due them We'll withhold our good. We'll withhold a compliment. We'll withhold our praise based on whether or not we like the person at the time. But he said, render therefore to all, to honor all. That means everybody. Galatians 6 and 10 says this, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. There's that word again, all. Especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Render to everybody what's due them. Honor to whom honor is due. The definition of honor is this, to regard with high respect, to regard with great esteem, to value. Another definition I found of, of honor is this, is to fulfill an obligation. I said it and I did it. That's honor. I want you to know today that honor is essential for successful living. And it is God's desire for 
people to be able to live not just a righteous life, but to live good. God doesn't want you to live a life where you're just barely making it. And I'm not talking about money. <laughs> he wants you to be glad that you just wake up in the morning. <laughs> he wants you to be enthusiastic <laughs> that when you got up, your eyes were wide open and be enthusiastic that you were able to see yourself in the mirror as you brushed your teeth. Come on. Just be glad that you're able to walk, that you're able to talk, that you still have your hearing. Come on now. God wants you to be glad. God wants you to work and have a career that's fulfilling. He doesn't want you to hate your job and hate your career. God wants you to living with people that you're just happy to be around. Come on now. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them I'm happy to be around you. <laughs> because God wants you to have a life that you enjoy. How do you know this? John 10, 10. He said, the thief cometh not but steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I'm coming that you might have life and that you have, might have that more abundantly. Now, God wants you to have an abundant life and, and live a good life. But it didn't start when Jesus said it here in John 10, 10. It actually began with the Ten Commandments. Yeah. So... Let's look at the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20 and verses 3 through 8 and 12 through 17. Somebody say honor. He says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, that is in earth beneath, that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord, and thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the, the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. Now the first four laws are dealing with honoring God. That you honor God. That he is your only God. And you don't have any other God before him. Come on. Because he's not going to yoke up with your gods. He's got to be the only God. Come on now. The first four laws deal with honoring God. That you don't serve any other God. Because God is a jealous, jealous God. That you don't make any graven images and likenesses or anything of him or anything in heaven or anything. See, that's why I don't, that's why I don't have a picture of, uh, of uh, white Jesus in my house. That's right. That's right. And guess what? I don't have no black Jesus either. Come on. <laughs> he said, don't take the Lord's name in vain. And remember the Sabbath. Those laws have to deal, those deal with honoring God. Now, the next six deal with honoring people. He said, honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord God giveth thee. Honor your father and your mother. Well, what if they were drunk? Uh, what if my daddy was a drunk? What if my mama was loose and she really didn't raise me? I ain't got to honor. No. Honor your father and your mother. Your father and your mother. Not the people you calling mama and daddy. Oh, come on. 
because we're good at getting all hugged up with people that we like and won't speak to our own parents. Lord, deliver us. Come on now. Now, don't walk out. Don't walk out on me. Come on. If, if you didn't have a good relationship with your parents, that's why we have an altar. Come on now. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to planet Earth because we all had issues with our parents. Come on, we're all dysfunctional. But God says you're still supposed to honor them. You still have to love them. You still have to forgive them and honor them no matter what they did. Come on now. He said, thou shall not kill. That's honoring life. That's why we have... We have so much murder going on in the world today. People will kill you over anything. He said, thou shall not commit adultery. That's honoring you and somebody else. Come on now. Come on. Now, adultery here is not just uh, somebody that's married. That adultery here includes fornication. Come on. This is honoring, honoring you and somebody else. Come on. It, it, listen, but this, the world today is so promiscuous, they don't care. You see, if, if you honored the commandment here, you wouldn't put your body with just anybody. <laughs> Come on now. Amen. This right here, if you honor your body, we wouldn't have a, 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 a lot of kids being born out of wedlock. We wouldn't have that if we honored. If we honored, we wouldn't have homosexuality. Come on. Oh, my goodness. And he says here, thou shall not steal. Thou shall not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, his maidservant, his ox, his ass, or anything that is thy neighbor's. That's honoring your neighbor. Not to be lying on somebody because you don't like them. <laughs> don't covet your neighbor's wife. Well, she sure is fine. Well, yours would be too if you honor them. Come on, can we, can we talk about it today? <laughs> well, she sure got a good husband. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Come on now. And yours would be a good man too if you stop tearing him down and honor him. Each of the Ten Commandments deal with honoring God, yourself, and your fellow man. And they were given to ensure that we have a peaceful and a prosperous life. Because God wants you to live good. He wants you to be holy and happy. But God says the only way you can do this is you got to live a life where you honor me. You honor yourself and you honor others. Now, here's the problem. The problem is that dishonor has become the universal disposition of this generation. We have lost respect for everything. There is nothing that we hold today in high esteem. We, we used to honor church. Remember when we used to honor the church? And we would honor church so much that we wouldn't come in here and just talk about anything and just act any old kind of way in the house of God. We've become so disrespectful in the house of God. And I began to recognize this by going to funerals. <laughs> you know, because people show out at funerals. I began to notice this at funerals. You know, sometimes, and, and we're guilty because sometimes uh, when we have funerals, we give people the opportunity to speak and, and they come up and, and they stand there with alcohol on their breath and the stain of sin, come on, still on them. 
but we're going to let them speak in the house of God. But does anybody remember the old church? The old church, they wouldn't allow that mess up in the church. Come on. You couldn't just say anything you wanted to say. You couldn't come in any old kind of way. They even checked how you dress. Come on now. Mm. They wouldn't allow just anybody to just say anything up and around the altar. And it wasn't that the altar was so holy. It was a place of honor. Because this is where people met God. I remember when people used to, they would ride by the church and they would turn their music down. Anybody remember that? They would turn their music down. Remember when believers, they didn't have to wear a cross so that people knew that they were believers? Come on. I remember when people had the presence of God on them. So much so that you would check yourself before, come on, anybody ever did a self-check because they got around some real saints? The presence of God would be so strong on people that uh, if they got around people that were smoking, they put out their cigarettes. If they were drinking, they would hide their liquor. <laughs> if, they were get, if they were getting high, they would immediately stop what they were doing. But not today. Today, they'll ask the preacher, you want to hit? Every problem we have today stems from the fact that we dishonor. I said every problem. Write it down. Every problem we have today stems from the fact that we dishonor. So I know some of you don't believe me, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about sickness. Sickness in the body. Most of our sicknesses come from the fact that we dishonor our body. The CDC says that over 90% of the diseases that are known to man are a result of the food we intake. Stuff like sugar. Come on, you know sugar ain't good for us, but we got to have it. We got to have sugar for breakfast. Come on. We put sugar on the sweet cereal that we're eating. Come on. We got to have sugar for lunch and dinner. We got to have sugar all the time. Something sweet for breakfast. Something sweet for dinner. Lord, soda is sweet. Ain't good for you. Cake is sweet. Not good for you. Pancakes with syrup. Come on. <laughs> Come on. We just honor our bodies. And listen, I'm guilty of it too. We just went on a staff retreat. I did not honor my body, let me tell you. Ooh. <laughs> I ate all kind of funnel cakes and... <laughs> cake with ice cream and chocolate syrup and oh my god I did not honor my body but that's why you can't live your life on vacation come on now do some do things in moderation we have we have we do not honor we've got to honor and some of you saying I'm gonna eat whatever I want to eat but let me tell you this let me tell you because uh, I'm guilty, I would pray over that stuff and say, Lord, sanctify, because that's, that's in the word of God, sanctified by your word and prayer. A- a- until God, God spoke to me one day and, and God said, you know, when you pray over stuff that you shouldn't eat, what you're asking me to do is not to allow you to reap what you sow. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even put the next bite in my mouth. I had to put it down. I said, Lord, Jesus. Because that's what you're doing. You're asking God not to allow you to reap what you sow. You know, because you say, I'm going to eat all this. And I don't don't care. I'm going to go ahead and eat it. And I'm going to eat this double patty, triple bacon, cardiac cheeseburger from Hardee's at 11 o'clock at night. 
and pray on it over it anyway. But I'm going to tell you, your prayers are fruitless. <laughs> we have to honor our bodies. First Thessalonians 4 and 4 says this, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Somebody say honor. honor. Our economic deficiency is because we have dishonored our own money. Mm. We dishonor our own money. First of all, we don't give our tithe and offering. That's number one. We, we, we want to be blessed and we want our money to stretch, but we won't give a tithe of what God has gave us. Come on now. I, uh, you know, I, I, I should have mentioned this when I took up the offering. You know, God, listen, because God, he gives on both sides of the equation. You wouldn't be able to give anything if he didn't already give to you. And then after you give back to him what he gave to you, he gives to you again. You know that's a good God. Come on, put your hands together for a good God. But our deficiency in our money is because we have dishonored our own money. We get paid and we run to Disney World when we should be paying off our debts. <laughs> we buy our kids expensive gifts for Christmas when we should be paying off our creditors. Come on now. We dishonor our own money. You know, you want, nothing wrong with going to Disneyland, Disney World. Nothing wrong with that. Plan for it. Come on. Don't take your last week's check and run. Come on now. I know I ain't going to get no amens on this. Come on. Because when you do that, you dishonor your own money. Our psychosis is because we have dishonored our own mind. We sit around and entertain things that we shouldn't. We watch stuff on TV that we shouldn't watch. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you, the mess that's on television you know, one of the things that I really don't like on TV is reality TV. Reality TV. My brother has had this saying for years, and I found it to be true. He said, reality TV ceases to be reality when you put a camera in somebody's face. <laughs> Come on now. Because reality TV is dishonest. It pretends to show reality but it actually distorts the truth I found this out in the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry they were doing a study and that the study has been going on for the last almost 10 years and in this study they said that children become immune or numb to the horrors of violence the more they watch it on TV they said that they, they've noticed how they accept violence as a way to solve problems. How I many of you know that's what we're dealing with today? They imitate the violence they observe on television, on TikTok, come on, on Facebook. And they identify with certain characters, victims, and or victimizers. And that scientists all over the world are researching the effects of different apps, especially the, the uh, TikTok app, the effects of it on a society, because they have noticed a trend. Since the arrival of TikTok, they've seen an uptick in eating disorders, depression, suicide, and violence. Yeah, we, we, we just honor our own minds by the things that we take in. But we could solve all the issues of society if we would honor, if we'd honor one another, if we'd honor God, if we'd honor ourselves. Honor is the key that unlocks the abundant life. So I'm going to give you three things real quick. Three things. Honor that to do with honor. Honor has to have equitable appropriation. Equitable appropriation. Give honor to whom honor is due. 
He said, render, therefore, to all their dues. So honor has to have uh, an equitable appropriation. One of the most toxic ideologies that we have is this, is that respect isn't given, it's earned. And, and we've said it and we've taught it and we've told our hard-headed children, when you go to school, you don't have to respect the teacher. They've got to earn your respect. Not so. It's a lie. And it's a dangerous lie. Do you know that today teachers are quitting the teaching profession because you're sending your little unruly, raggedy children to school. I'm sorry. I forgot where I was. I'm sorry. Telling them to call you because better not nobody say nothing to boo-boo. And this is why these kids talk back and they book up at the teachers. And, and I've seen countless videos, Lord have mercy, of students fighting teachers. And then after the teacher, after the teacher ends up fighting the student, they have to end up fighting the parents because the parents won't correct their children. These kids bucking up at these teachers. I, listen, I used, to tell, I used to tell the teachers, if any of my kids buck up at you, you have my permission to unbuck them. Come on. We need to teach our kids to honor authority. And teach them that honor is in fact given from people who are honorable. Honor is given from people who are honorable. See, I don't honor you because you're some big somebody. I honor you because of who I am. See, I didn't get a whole lot of amens because, because of what we do. See, see, if there's a woman on the street and if she's half naked, she's behaving raunchy, reckless living, she's prostituting her body. No, she doesn't deserve honor, but I'm obligated to give it to her. I still have to respect her as a woman. I still have to respect her as a human being. I still have to respect her as somebody who was created in the image of likeness of God. And when God created her, she was crowned with glory and honor. You don't have the right to talk down to them. You don't have the right to bash them because of what they're doing. Because all have sinned <laughs> and fallen short of the glory of God. A drunk man, if he's out there on the corner staggering in the streets, clothes hanging off, you still don't have the right to mistreat them. Because that's somebody's son. Possibly somebody's father. Possibly somebody's brother. What do you do? You say, sir, come over here, let me help you, let me buy you a sandwich. That's honor. But see, some of y'all, you have missed God because God looked like a drunk. See, some of you been asking God to bless you, and God had determined to bless you, but you encountered somebody who, who was drunk, and you encountered, you encountered somebody that didn't look like you would have received anything from them. And you see these type of people, you want to tell them, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I, I ain't got no money to give you, and you ain't going to do nothing but drink it up anyway. And, and the Lord is saying to you, whatsoever you do to the least of these, you have done it unto me. Uh-huh. You wanted me to bless you, but I didn't come like you wanted me to look. I didn't look like you thought I was going to look. I, I, I didn't smell like you thought I was going to smell. Come on. I would have changed your life. If you had honored 
Oh, Lord. Because y'all looking at me. The police officer. If I'm going down the road and the light comes on, he doesn't have to earn my respect in order for me to pull over. That's foolishness. That's foolishness. Come on now. And I've been pulled over. I have to admit. <laughs> Listen, one time I was driving and I was driving. I was on 70 East and I was gone. And, and it wasn't totally my fault because John P. Key came on. And I will still today remember it, it, he was singing. It was, uh, it will be all right. It will be all right. When I make it to the city, it will be all right. Well, it wasn't all right because I was, I think I was trying to get to that city because a police officer all of a sudden pulled in front of me on 70 and he turned catacorner to block me and when he got out he was visibly mad and so I'm just looking and he came up to the car he said he said do you know how fast you was going I said no sir I said no sir come on now he said I know you didn't know uh, he said cuz you sped past me and I was speeding. That's what the police officer told. He said, he said, all I saw was your head doing like this. He said, what are you listening to in there? I said, I'm listening to gospel music. <laughs> and he so then he calmed down and he said, okay, I don't mind you listening to gospel music, but I want you to listen to it, turn it down, and slow it down. Okay? Come on now. <laughs> now, I could have been, all, look, I could have been all offended because he got out of his car and he didn't talk to me right. Come on now. <laughs> but I've learned how to honor see even if they pull me over what if it was for the wrong reason because uh, listen I've, I've been living 57 years and there are some crooked police officers come on I, I've been pulled over before one time I got pulled over it always happens on the east side I got pulled <laughs> I got pulled over on the east side and, 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 and I was driving the speed limit, me and a friend of mine, and they, he pulled us over and he said, well, I just pulled you over because you guys look like somebody that just robbed something. I, I was like, really? Really? That's what I wanted to say. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, because even if they pull you over for the wrong reason, watch this. I would rather be alive than right. Brother Dennis, I'd rather be alive, do you hear me, than right. We have to learn how to honor at all times. Come on. And there, there's some, you know, people, we, we, let me tell you. Okay. So God began to deal with me about my honor. And so I said, well, God, I honor people. And then God said this to me. God said, yeah, you honor people you respect. <laughs> he said, you honor people you like. And you honor people you love. You do honor. That's what God told me. I, and then God said this. God said, but honor has to be equitable. And God said, because Wayne... If you don't honor everybody, you ain't really honoring nobody at all. And when God said that, I felt like he just dropped the mic and walked out the room. Because then I realized that my honor is impartiality. 
Yeah. It's not with a right heart because I'm only honoring the people I respect. And I only honor the people I love and those that are in, you know, uh, close proximity to me. But God said you are to honor all men. Honor must have equitable appropriation. Second one, honor encourages adjustment. Romans 2, 9 and 10 says this, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil. So if you're doing evil, you're, you are going to receive tribulation and anguish. It's coming your way. He said, but glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good. To the Jew first, also to the Gentile. So if you do good, Honor's coming your way. If you want good, then, then you have to, come on. And if you want good, you got to honor. Now watch this. If you really honor somebody, you make adjustments. You, you make adjustments to make the relationship work. A man, he been a player for 20 years. He did whatever he want to do, whenever he wants to do it. But when he gets married, he has to make adjustments so that the relationship can work. A woman, if she's single, she doesn't have to submit to anybody. She's free to do whatever she wants. Her theme song is, I'm every woman. <laughs> but when she gets married she has to make adjustments she has to submit herself to a husband and the Bible says that they have to submit one to another so it goes both ways and this is why many marriages are failing and end in divorce because we want to be married with no adjustments <laughs> Ooh, by the grace of God I've been married 34 years 30, 34 years honey 34 years but the reason why I've been married 34 years is because I've learned to make some adjustments <laughs> so that the relationship can work I'm still making adjustments come on <laughs> honor encourages adjustments and it's scriptural because Joseph shaved his beard when he went into Egypt because the Egyptians did not believe in facial hair he had to make adjustments and if you honor somebody you gotta make adjustments so that the relationship can work you do that even with God <laughs> the things I used to do I don't do no more why so that the relationship can work somebody say it's got to work this thing's got to work it's got to work last one honor gives you access you, you can never access what you dishonor some people, do you know, some people will die broke because they're always talking about people with money. Dishonor. Matthew 4 and 23 says this. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. He went about healing all manner in Galilee, all manner of sickness, all manner of disease among the people. So what this means is that when Jesus left town, there wasn't nobody sick. Because he was healing all manner 
of disease and sickness among the people. Now, Matthew 13 and 58, uh, 53 through 58 says this. And it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed departed thence and when he was coming to his own country he taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished and said whence had this man this wisdom and these mighty works is not this the carpenter's son is not his mother called Mary his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters are they not all with us whence then have this man all these things and they were offended in him but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So in, in chapter four, Jesus is in Galilee and he's healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. But then when he gets into his own town, yeah. It said he did not mighty works there because of their unbelief. He, he's in his hometown and the Bible says he wasn't healing nobody. In Galilee, they honored him. They honored him as being the Lord of Lords. They honored him as being the King of Kings. They honored him in Galilee. In Galilee, they said, this has got to be the son of God. And he healed everybody. But when he came to his hometown, they said this, what y'all getting excited about? Ain't this Joseph's son? See, they didn't honor him for who he was. So they couldn't receive what he had to offer. See, you can't receive from what you dishonor. So 1 Timothy 5.17 says this. And the praise and worship team can come up. 1 Timothy 5.17 says this. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to honor all men. But the elders that rule well. He said you're to give them double honor. Because you can't access what you do not honor. I said all this today to say this. Our pastors, there's, there's an anointing on our pastors' lives. God, I, it amazes me all the time. There's a word in our pastor's spirit. I can't tell you how many, count, and I know it happens to others countless times. I've come in and... God has been speaking to me or dealing with me about something or, or all week long. And then I come in on Sunday and pastors speaking on whatever God's been speaking to me about. Why? Because there's a word in his spirit for my life. But you can only access it when you honor it. And some of us, we come in here week after week and never access it. And, and I think sometimes uh, the reason why people don't access because, you know, he's just pastor. Or, and then to some people, I've heard some people say, Russell, I have never, never called him Russell. Sometimes I forget his first name. <laughs> I call him pastor so much. You know, and then if I, if I was to call him, I would call him Pastor Hilton. See, remember in the old church, now old church, you know, you had to put something in front of everybody's first name. Come on. I was calling people cousin and they wasn't even my cousin. 
I was calling them uncle and they weren't my uncle. And I was doing that to keep from getting popped in my mouth. That was auntie so-and-so. That was uncle so-and-so. We had to say brother or sister so-and-so. Nowadays, because a lot of these parents allow their kids to call them by their first name. Oh, that just turns me every which way but loose. Call them. Listen, I, I wish my kids would even today call me by my first name. I will turn them over my knee. I don't care how old they are. I don't care that they married either. Uh-huh. Call me by my first name. <laughs> I've never called my mother by her first name. Because I knew that would probably be the last word I ever spoke, ever. Come on. Because why? No, we ain't on the same level. I'm not your friend. Come on now. So I don't call Pastor Russell. I don't call Pastor Beverly. I don't call her. No. Because I honor. Come on now. If you're going to clap, go ahead and clap. If you want to access what God has put in the man of God, and I'm speaking of both our pastors, Pastor Russell and Pastor Beverly, you, if you want to receive and access what he's put, what God has put in them, you have to honor them as the man and the woman of God. Because there is a relationship between your perception and your reception. In order to, you re- to receive what God has for you, you have to perceive with honor. And if you perceive him, if you perceive them, as the man and the woman of God, then you will receive what they have to offer. Matthew 10 and 41 says this, he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Now, I can, I can speak from this. I, I'm still a work in progress. I'm, I'm still working on honor. Because God, God started correcting me that I didn't honor everybody. And so I'm still working. And then, you know, when God points something out to you and starts walking you through something, you start to see it all over the place. I, I was working on honor and I went in CVS. And I'm in CVS. I sent a money gram to somebody and I'm standing there with my money and the lady, she, I got my money in my hand and the, and, the, and the lady behind the counter, she comes up and she said, you can only do that with cash. I said, I got my cash right here. You know? And, and she had an attitude. And so I, I immediately got an attitude too, you know. And, and so because she, you know, she went off on me like that, I reared up. And then God said, honor, honor. And I said, oh, my God. And I said, okay. And so when she came back to the counter, she did something. When she came back to the counter, I said, I'm sorry. I want to apologize. I shouldn't have. Uh, I shouldn't have spoke to you that way. And I said, and she said, she's, and then when I said that, the atmosphere changed. And she said, she said, no, I'm sorry, that was me. She said, people have been coming up here all day, and and sending money grams, and they expect to pay with their card. And then when I tell them that you can only pay with cash, she said they've been going off on me. 
And and so and and I, I just say I well I just want I'm sorry that that's been happening, and I want to apologize and ask you forgive me for that because I shouldn't speak to you that way. God said honor. We have to honor everybody. We can change situations. We can change things if we just honor everybody. You know. And, and I, when God spoke this to me, he, I said, okay, God, I need to honor and forgive me for not honoring everybody. Okay, what do I do? And I was looking for some great big thing. And then God said, start at home. And I said, like, oh, Lord. Start at home. And so I began to do some things that I wouldn't do all the time. And to honor my wife, I started to do some things, you know, and trying to, trying to do something more than what I would do and one of them was like you know I would open the door for I began to just open the car door for her, you know and so but see but see this thing about honor was raising up and God's showing me all the places I don't honor and then when he showed me I, at those times I had an attitude you know and so my wife and I we're up in Lowe's and, and we we are going at each other because I'm the type of person, if I start a project, I want to finish this project before I go to the next project. My mind don't work like, let me just finish this and then we'll start the next one. Well, my wife, we get in the lows and we're going at it. And I'm like, because she, she, we had a list, but she added to the list. And I was like, honey. Let's don't start with that. Let's finish this. And then she said, well, no, let's get it now. Like, let's not get it now. Let's get this, you know. <laughs> and so, boy, we had got into it. I tell you, Lowe's is not our place. It just ain't. It ain't. And, we, and so we was going at it. And so we went out to the car and I, I pulled the door open, you know, and God's still dealing with me about honor. And then God still, I'm thinking honor, honor, honor. I still got to honor. I didn't want to honor, you know. I didn't want to. And so, and so I opened the car door and she said, oh, honey, you're so sweet. We just got into it at Lowe's and, and you still opened the door. And I said, don't get too happy. It's the only time I can legitimately slam it in your face. <laughs> and so she started laughing and I started laughing. <laughs> but God was dealing with me about honor. Even because there are times you don't want to honor. But you got to honor. And so the Bible says this. Treat the prophet like a prophet, not like just a man. Treat them like a prophet. If you treat them like a prophet, the Bible says that you receive, you will receive a prophet's reward. So what is a prophet's reward? And I'm, I can tell you this because I've, I've, I've been walking through this. What God gives you, the prophet's reward, is divine wisdom it's knowledge it's revelation it's understanding in the things of God and the kingdom of God that's a prophet's reward it's spiritual growth that's a prophet's reward and if you were honor he said you will receive so with, a, with the prophet, the pastor, with, with ministry gifts and leaders, you give double honor. You give double honor. And so we honor because honor gives you access. That's in every aspect of life. You can stand on your feet. Every aspect of life. You can't expect to get a promotion if you dishonor the company. Come on. And there's some things you cannot get in life if you dishonor, you know. There's some, there's some things I can't get from my wife if I dishonor her. Come on now. Have mercy. I hope this word helps you. Helps you to honor everybody. I, 
when I saw this, I said, you know, we wouldn't have to tell people to honor leadership if we just honored everybody. Just honor everybody. Why? Because we have all been crowned with glory and with honor. The devil stole it. He got it from Adam. But the Bible says in Jesus Christ, we got it back. Hebrews chapter 2 said that for a little while, for a moment, Jesus was made just a little lower than the angels and he was crowned with glory and with honor and the devil couldn't get it from him (laughs) and so when you become born again you get the glory and the honor back you get the glory and the honor back that's why we're able to honor everybody all men because we honor God we honor ourselves and we honor others let's be a people of honor come on let's take a moment and honor God with some worship come on Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center. 